0: Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarise it for you in this podcast... The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Hi everyone and welcome back to the November 2017 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club, the 10th anniversary edition, coming to you from Sydney, Australia. We first started 10 years ago, we are still going and we're getting tired. But it's all good. My name is Damien Marucci and this paper is Not All Gastillo Type 3B Fractures Are Created Equal. Arterial Injury Impacts limb Salvage Outcomes. This is by Stranix et al. from New York, New York and it was published in the November 2017 PRS. So the basic issue here is that Gastillo 3B lower limb injuries can be stratified in terms of the number of vessels run off to the foot. And increasing the number of vessels that are injured, in, uh, the number of ve- increasing number of vessels that are injured increases the reconstructive flap complication rate. So this essentially is looking at whether the Gustillo classification needs to be revised in order for us to better stratify patients to assist us with our reconstructive uh, uh, decisions. This was a, retrobe- a retrospective chart review of a single unit experience in New York. It was a prospectively collected database. In terms of the patients, they had 806 free tissue transfers for lower limb reconstruction from 1979 to the present, so it's a very long uh, study period. However, they limited it to Gustilo 3 fractures uh, between the knee and ankle and they excluded um, any free bone flaps or where the records were incomplete, leaving them with 361 uh, patients included in the study. They looked at patient demographics, the mechanism of injury, the location of the injury, the presence of a vascular injury, flap composition, vessels used, and complications of surgery. So in terms of the statistics, the results were divided into historical time frame periods from early, middle, and late, and the defect location and flap type, and they were analysed using uh, CHI squared tests. So the results was that of the patients in the group, 92% were a 3B and, 9, and 8% were a 3C, meaning they required an immediate revascularization. 78% of the mechanism of injury was a motor vehicle accident and the distal third of the tibia accounted for 56% of all the free flaps. There were changes with time. The earlier flaps were in younger patients. They tended to be delayed and more vein grafts were used, whereas the later flaps, the anastomoses were often distal to the site of anastomosis. 67% of patients had preoperative angiograms and uh, uh, CT angiograms, with, ar- with an arterial injury being detected in 52%. However, when they added to that the number of arterial injuries which were identified at the time of surgery, the overall incidence of arterial injury was thought to be 42%. The anterior tibial artery was the most common, most commonly injured in middle third fractures, and the posterior tibial artery was the most commonly injured in lower third fractures. 10% of patients required vascular reconstruction either because they were a 3C or because they required some sort of bypass procedure due to uh, pre-existing atherosclerosis. The flat recipient vessel was the posterior tibial in 52% was the anterior tibial in 3%, and amazingly they managed to anastomosis onto the perineal artery in 3%. So in terms of when they looked at the free flap complication rate, according to the lower extremity arterial runoff, it was found that as the number of arterials perfusing the traumatised lower extremity decreased, the risk of fat flap complications increased significantly, and this was on logistical regressional analysis. Um, Overall, the complication rates were interesting. The location, uh, sorry, anastomosing to the an injured artery resulted in a 55% complication rate as opposed to a 37% complication rate if you did not use an injured artery. And uh, significantly, there was a 40% uh, chance of take back, whereas the chance of take back if you went onto an uninjured vessel was 19%. And similarly, the incidence of all complications uh, decreased as you increase the number of patent vessels going to the uh, foot. They used muscle flaps in 80%, and in 20% they used fasciocutaneous flaps. For some reason, this unit likes using the parascapular flap. I have no idea why. uh, but more strength to them. In terms of the timing of reconstruction, they did not notice any difference between different time points, which obviously differs from the uh, landmark article by Gadina, which has admittedly been challenged by further papers since then. But this is another nail in the coffin for the idea that we really do need to jump in there as early as we can. And in fact, there, there is time uh, to work the patient up, uh, to optimise the patient prior to surgery, as this does not appear to have an impact Um, on the overall flap complication rate. So overall the complication rate was 40% with a 9% total flap loss rate. Obviously lower limb uh, flap loss is higher than uh, reconstructive flaps elsewhere in the body. Uh, There was a 12% take-back rate and 58% had a venous issue there did appear to be a slightly protective effect of using two veins, although I do not think that this reached uh, statistical significance. There was a simple complication profile, whether a muscle flap or a fasciocutaneous flap was used, and there was no issue going distal to the zone of injury, and this is certainly something which I like to do, um, because the posterior tibial vessels are uh, quite easy to access as they are so uh, uh, um, superficial. Okay, so. The conclusions of this paper was that using a damaged recipient artery doubles the risk of flap complications, but any arterial injury increases the risk of flap complications in a given patient. The Gustillo 3B injury should be subdivided into a 3, 2, 1 subcategory. Uh, depending on the number of vessels patent. So, a gastillo-3b3 is where three vessels are patent going to the foot, a gastillo-3b2 is where there's a two-vessel runoff, and a 3b1 is where there's only a single vessel runoff to the leg, which means you have to do an end anastomosis. And the other conclusion was a second venous anastomosis may be protective for the flap. So the good things about this, it's a very large series, it's a very interesting result. And it does modify the Gostillo classification, which is widely known and loved to plastic surgeons, to make it more relevant uh, in terms of reconstruction. The problems that I had with, the, with this paper was there was no mention of follow-up. It's a historical database, which means you are, subject, you are subject to the vagaries of the person entering the data. And I don't know whether the data was entered by a consultant or whether it was entered by uh, whoever the registrar or fellow was at the time, but uh, the accuracy uh, uh, may be an issue when you're looking at retrospective data, even if, even if it is entered prospectively. Not every patient had an, angio, uh, an angiogram or a CTA, which means they may have missed. Um, uh, further patients with arterial injuries and how their flaps fared in the long run may have had an impact on their overall conclusions. The other question which I ask is, does it actually really change what you would do? Except, you know, perhaps maybe an end-to-side versus an end-to-end end if you've got a single-vessel leg. Um, I think it's interesting to be able to classify it, but I think most of us um, would have a look at the number of vessels and then sort of assess the situation and wouldn't sort of think, oh, well, this is a 3B2, therefore I must do X, or therefore I must do Y. Even their research showing that going onto to an injured artery would not personally uh, make me uh, not consider going on to a damaged anterior tibial. I would like to think I'd go well proximal to the zone of injury, and as long as there's a good flow in the vessel, I'd be more than happy to use it, uh, even though this paper suggests that it does double the complication rate. But the take-home message of this paper is an arterial injury is predictive of increased flat complications, and the gastillo uh, classification can be modified into a 3, 2, and 1 Um, subcategories thank you very much thank you for listening for more of our podcasts head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter thanks also to the PRS journal team for their ongoing support